testing, testing. testing. Oh, <laughs> I thought testing. you said around a testing, testing, so I thought in a circle. Testing. Testing. Oh. <laughs> testing. Are you gonna testing. talk with your mouth full? Ew, you no. sicko! They'll hear you're smacking. We haven't even started yet. Testing. <laughs> yeah, but you have a ways to go on that big potato. cover life. So today is a very special episode. It's me and my two sisters. Say hello, sisters. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, so I'll start by having you guys introduce yourselves and tell me a little about yourself. Go, so Abby. <laughs> you start. Take it away. Um, my name's Grace. I am the youngest and um, the funniest. <laughs> and it's pretty much it. What else do they do? You do for a living? I work for Parkview as an insurance collector. Not really, but kind of, basically. Abby? <laughs> I'm Abby, and I'm the middle child. 100%. Um, I'm a teacher. What else do What else do you have me to tell? What age do you teach? Um, primary, so it's three to six year olds, so preschool and kindergarten combined. Awesome. I thought you were gonna introduce yourself. <laughs> I'm Lacey, and I'm the oldest. <laughs> so uh, to start with, I have a few questions here, and then we'll see where this whole thing takes us, but. What is your guys' favorite childhood memory? Hmm. Probably when we would, like, make up dances when mom was gone. And we would, like, come back and, like, show them to her. Mm. <laughs> I remember. The, what was the one t- that the Cheetah Girl sang, but it was the song on Hercules? Oh, um, I won't say I'm in love. Yeah, and you let me do a cartwheel, and I thought I was, like, the hottest shit to ever walk in this household. (laughs) That was a good one. I forgot that they sang that. That is a good song to this day. That's my favorite song on Hercules. Uh, I think one of my favorite memories is when I squirted you at the Capri Sun and you slipped and fell on the floor. To add some context to that, so we would spend summers at home, the three of us together, and I'm six years older than six years older than Abby and eight years older than Grace. So I was normally babysitting and my mom would get probably close to like 15 phone calls a day at work of us just like fighting and telling on each other and all that and in this particular time 
Um, we have hardwood floors in our house, and I was running to go get her to <laughs> give her a hug, I'm sure. And she had squirted me with a Capri Sun, and I slipped, and, like, straight up, my feet came out from under me, and I, like, went flying. So, I knew that that was going to come up as your favorite memory. Like, the only I mean, time you made I threw managed. you down on the ground. Grace <laughs> seems to think she threw me down on the ground as, like, a six-year-old, but Okay, no. I was probably, like, you were, like, in high school. I so. Think. Or, no, that, I was going to say maybe that was when you moved back in here, but I think it was when you were in high school. Yeah, so. And mom just goes, shouldn't have made her mad. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do, honestly, when you were little, was to take your blankie. Oh, <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> um, I used to get in trouble for that, and now that as an adult, I'm like, oh my gosh, I wonder if that like caused you so- like to have anxiety as an adult. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite memory, <clears throat> one of them was when we'd go to the Auburn pool. Oh, You've yeah. got to stop with the clicking of. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't even hear it's it. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> um, I really liked going to the Auburn pool in the summer. That was one of my favorites. And we'd always, yeah. like, pack a lunch and spend the day there, all that. It was a good time. Or, like, when that old computer was downstairs and we would always play music on it. Oh, like, all of our illegally house. downloaded music. Wire. Yeah, <laughs> Frostwire. <laughs> I taught mom, one time when you guys were at your dad's, I taught mom how to do the Cupid Shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> it literally tells you what to do, but I had to teach her how to do it. <laughs> we also, like, had a ton of dance parties, and I remember one where we did, like, a follow the leader type thing, like, mm-hmm. and our house goes in a circle, like, goes in a complete circle, so you could just keep going, and mm-hmm. we did. We did a bunch of circles, and it, we had all this music on, and we were just, like, dancing and following the leader, and we were all taking turns being the leader. Like, I remember that. So much fun. There's always so much dancing and singing. I'd also always get in trouble because I was, like, when we were singing in the car, if it was a song I really, really liked <laughs> and thought I sounded good, I was singing way louder than the music. <laughs> Bring it down a notch. <laughs> Who sings this song? Oh. Maybe it should stay that way. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so what hurdles have you overcome personally? Um, I feel like being the youngest, everyone always wanted to do stuff for me. Mm-hmm. Like when I was little, you guys would just like do stuff for me. Or even like mom and dad, just because... It's just easier to do it yourself than have, like, a little kid do it. And now that's, like, my biggest pet peeve. Like, if I ask someone for help and then they just do it for me, I rage. I get so irritated. So, like, I feel like probably becoming more, like, independent as I got older. I told you I wanted to know these questions beforehand. I mean... They can still hear you just because you've got This is the uncut version, too. I'm not editing anything out of this. I don't know what to say. I think you used to have really bad separation anxiety. 100%. I definitely think, yeah, I agree with that. Like, being afraid of being alone. Like, being alone, like, away from mom or away from dad. But I'm definitely not not like that anymore. Now I'm like, see ya. 
You were also super scared of anybody that walks in front of her house. She's oh, that still, still happens. <laughs> she makes me watch her walk to her car at night. Yeah, no, and I run and into my house. she's parked across the street. Like I run into my house if it's dark. <laughs> and if somebody knocks on the door, I am not answering it. You better call before you come or it's not going to. I still have anxiety about that. That's that's something that's yeah. never changed. What's yours, Lacey? Um, I mean, I think my biggest one has to do with all the stuff with mom. I'm really surprised you guys didn't say that. But well, I would say that, but also like <laughs> some. It's more that's of some a childhood trauma, right? Right, <laughs> and I think that. <laughs> That's more of a freshman. I thought you were talking more of like... No, but even when we were younger. Yeah. I think for me, I was... So, I have a different dad than Abby and Grace do, but we have the same mom. And then at my dad's house, I had a different mom, but we all had the same dad. So, I did a lot of like back and forth, and it was kind of like, no matter where I went, everyone had like their close-knit... You know what I mean? Like, you guys all were together all week long, and then I would come here on the weekends, or vice versa, and it was just, like, I always kind of felt like a visitor no matter what, no matter where I went, and so, Mm -hmm. like, even into adulthood, it kind of, like, I had to, like, almost train my brain that, like, it doesn't matter how, like, my environment is, like, my wellness depends on me, and, like, the way I feel about myself depends on, like, me, not how other people feel about me. You know what I mean? Um, so that's kind of, like, probably the biggest thing I've overcome outside of the whole mom thing. Yeah. And I think now it's, like, we're definitely, like, a unit. Like, we're all super close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially after mom died, it was kind of, like, like, we all went through the same thing. uh, Yeah, but I feel like we were a lot closer even before that. Yeah, but I feel like we would all just get in, like, petty fights sometime and, like, not talk to each other for, like, weeks on end. And I feel like now it's, like, that's not really an option for any of us. Right. Like, that doesn't really happen. We're just kind of accept, like, life's too short to, like, get mad and irritated over dumb stuff. Well, I think, too, like, a lot of stuff that we went through with mom prior to her passing kind of brought us all closer together. Because we were all going through that as well, that it just, like... We had to, like, lean on each other. Right. Yeah. But I think, too, like, like, we all, and, like, I'm going to talk about this in my grief podcast, but, like, we all went through the same thing with mom, but we all have different experiences from it, and, like, we all, like, just have this different take from it, so. It was, like, all the same, but different, like, because everyone's experience was different. Like, you, like had your own life, your own family started, mm-hmm. like, Abby was moved out and, like, still, By like, myself. Yeah, like, by yourself and everything. I still lived here. Like, we, it was, we were all going through the same loss, but at such different points in our lives. Right. Well, and I think, too, not only that, but we experienced the different, like, stages of grief, but it looked different for each of us. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. It also didn't happen at the same time. So, like, I wasn't necessarily feeling the sense of anger when you were feeling the sense of anger. Yeah. Or. Mm-hmm. And that was something that but we had to, like, think... accept on our, like, on our own journeys and then respecting each other's journeys, too. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, one of the hardest parts was being alone, like, being alone by myself because I would go home every night 
and try to live life, but I'm by myself. Yeah. So I'd have to keep busy. Whereas, like you guys, you right. had Brayden and Hadley and Hazel, and then you had Houston. Mm-hmm. So it was like I wanted to be home because that I just felt I just wanted to be home. But at the same time, I needed to go other places because it wasn't good for me to be alone. Yeah. Well, and we kind of recognized that too. Like, we had talked about that fact mm-hmm. that, like, yeah. I mean, and the girls, there were a lot of times I felt like I couldn't just sit and wallow in it because I had the girls. So yeah. it was like I had to keep moving. I had to keep moving forward for them. And I never want them to see me, like, sad and all well, that. and I think, too, I, after it happened, I took a step aside and I was like, I have to, like, now at this point, I have to walk through this by myself. Because I'm not going to latch on to a relationship just to help me get through this. Yeah. It was one of those things like I hadn't been in a serious relationship. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I hadn't been in a serious relationship. I need to walk through this by like myself. Like, you weren't going to let someone fill that void. No, not at all. Yeah. Well, and it, it's very interesting now because we've spent the last couple weekends cleaning out and going through a lot of our mom's stuff, and it's taken how long? It's almost two years now since it happened. And, I mean, I think now we all have kind of a a very odd, dark sense of humor about (laughs) stuff with it. Like, I don't think we could have done this when, like, even, like, a year after she passed. I don't think any of us... Um, it's It's been a long road. I mean, as far as, like, tackling that and... You kind of, I've seen a lot of grief things that say you basically, like, you just grow around it, and I feel like we have, it's always there, and and I was telling them, like, the last time we were here, just going through all of our stuff and everything, it just kind of, like, I feel like it takes a lot out of you emotionally going through everything, and then finding, like, stuff of hers, and it's kind of bittersweet because it's, it's fun, like, to find stuff of hers, but at the same time, like... You kind of wish you could ask her about it and just be like, yeah. what's this from? Or, what you know, what was this about? Like, that type no, of stuff. I think that's the hardest thing. Or yeah. why in the world would you say, I would love to ask her, why did you ever save every report card that we ever received? Like, Or every, like, bill. Yes. Or every, <laughs> every bill. Every, like, every statement. Or every recipe that she literally never, never cooked. Ever, like, ever, ever. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think it just... It's very funny the things that you find after the fact and the things that you wish you could know about and and stuff like that. Like, yeah. uh, I found my baby book and just reading the things that she wrote is just like it's so crazy. I still I think never it's knew. funny that she wrote you used to cuss a lot in your <laughs> baby book at age four. <laughs> like that's amazing. <laughs> but I'm surprised that she literally like wrote like killed the entire thing out. Yeah, because she would have been like. Because she did not do that for her. Clearly Abby or yeah. I. Um, I can't even find my baby book. So <laughs> She's that's... so salty about this. <laughs> Middle child. Yeah, straight up. Like, Abby, okay, so some context on Abby, and we'll get on a brighter topic here, but 
Abby's birthday is on Christmas Day, oh, and she's the middle child, so, like, nobody even remembers her birthday ever, and yeah. she just, like, got the real short end of the stick on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, half the time I don't even get a birthday present well, from somebody I know sitting next to me. <laughs> I told her on this birthday, I said, yeah, here's your birthday card and your birthday present, because I buy them. I never buy anyone birthday cards, though. Okay, but I still haven't received a birthday present. Well... We don't hold everything's corona canceled. So <laughs> okay, cor- my birthday was six months ago, but that's not six months ago. Like four months ago. Abby really lets things go as well. Like, yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't hold on to much. You know, <laughs> just the important. I things. will never forget. Dad's like, <laughs> we're on our way to the airport, <laughs> and Dad's like, um, your sister's in the car. Is there something you want to tell her? And you're like. No, and he's like, "Are you gonna tell her happy birthday?" That was this year, and you're like, "Oh yeah, happy birthday!" Sorry, we just had a really busy morning. We've been up since five thirty. I was. <laughs> yeah, I still remember your birthday. Yeah, but it's not news. like I forgot your birthday. I just hadn't told you happy birthday yet. Okay. <laughs> All right, new subject. I was the first person to call and wish you happy birthday. Yeah, so. I actually think you were. To be honest with you, suck it. <laughs> Half a star for you. You and Brayden are really good about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brayden didn't tell me happy birthday. He didn't? No. I told him it was your birthday. He well, just I didn't know he care. Knew. Yeah, he did not care. He was like, what? <laughs> I'm going to have to tell him about that. And Exposed. now it's on record. Because so. <laughs> yeah, how of, did it feel? Uh, uh, I don't care. So there's What that. did you tell her? Don't Abby bring keeps, your birthday back Yeah, Abby her. keeps a list of people who haven't told her happy birthday, <laughs> just in true. case anyone was wondering. That is not so true. But, listening, wish so happy here's some backstory. With the whole coronavirus situation, my birthday was completely canceled. Like, couldn't go anywhere, can't do anything. But when but my birthday's on Christmas, Abby, it's you're canceled interrupting every year. me. You're interrupting. Um, so everything was just canceled. Corona canceled. And Abby literally says, text me, happy birthday, and then continues to put in my face how everything's canceled and how this is how she always feels on her birthday and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I text her back. I say, don't bring your birthday baggage to my door, sis. This is my birthday and I will soak in it. I feel like that's one thing that, like, our family is so big on, like, birthdays. Houston's always just like, your family and their birthdays is just, like, ridiculous how everyone thinks it's such a big deal. I'm like, um because it is it drives Brayden nuts how big I get about birthdays like like I don't ask for much I just want a day where people shower me with love you know that's all I need and that got corona canceled and can't even buy anything on Amazon anymore so. I know it's fine it's fine okay next question um so what are you guys on the Enneagram two six I thought you were a two Mm-mm. And when I you said, I she thought, is not a two. Yeah, and th- I thought you said you were a two, and when I thought when you like text us that, I was like, no way, there is no way. No, you have two tendencies. Like you care about people, obviously. Yes, and I think two is my second thing, if mm. I remember correctly. But no, when I read it, I took the test twice because I'm like, that is not me. But then the more I got thinking about it, I'm like, I'm totally a six. I don't know what a six is. I am a six. You like, once you look read for it. security, 
You'll, and you're always thinking about, like, you have anxiety about the future. I thought you were going to say you're always thinking about other people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I am. So, I'm, I'm like, 100% too. Like, every time I've taken it, it says your wings are perfectly balanced. You are a two through and through. And you, what are you, Lacey? A three. A three. And the, uh, one test, I was a three with a two wing, and the other one said I was just a three. But I, I think, think I do de- have some two tendencies yeah. just from being a mom. Well, and it depends, too, because, like, what I've read is, like, you can be, like, I'm a two, but certain periods or certain things I can handle more on, like, wing one and certain things I can handle on wing three. Hmm. So it's your next to them or whatever. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, I feel like you're definitely a two, and sometimes, like, I feel like you have a hard time like telling people or telling us like how you feel about stuff because I think you're afraid it's gonna hurt our feelings or like yeah you don't want to like you don't want us to get mad or something like that yeah I just don't talk to anyone about how I'm feeling like I'm definitely the type where like I'll help everyone else with their problems or anything before I deal with my own so like even when I don't know just certain periods of time where I may be going through a lot I won't say anything and I feel like the people closest to me like know that about me and can spot like Houston a lot of times he since he I obviously see him every day he can pretty much tell if there's something that's bothering me that I just don't feel like talking about sometimes I don't even realize that there is something wrong just because I've just worried about everyone else that I sit down and I'm finally like, oh, I'm kind of sad today. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Abby, we always know if there's something wrong. Yeah. I want to look up what, like, six is I so I can right decide here. if I really think Abby is that. I read it and I was like, oh my gosh. Six is our reliable, hardworking, responsible, and trustworthy. That describes Go ahead and read, read the faults or the wait, weaknesses wait, wait. on the six. This is, I have this one that says, oh wait, no. This is a, re- that's a relationship, a six and a one. I don't really care about that. Excellent troubleshooters. They foresee problems and foster cooperation, but can also become defensive and anxious, running on stress while complaining about it. <laughs> I don't know how they complain about it. Um, okay. <laughs> they can be cautious and indecisive. Nailed it. Nailed it to a T. I mean, anytime I have questions, I literally ask 15 different people. To give we know. Oh, this says... And then I still can't decide. This is type Defiant 6. and rebellious, that's... Uh, yeah. Hello, Abby's high school career. She would come, like, so, me being the oldest, my mom and dad were, like, so strict. Like, this is your curfew. It's, like, 9 o'clock. Something ridiculous, right? Abby was like, I'll be home when I'm home. Like, just totally made her own rules. You were defiant in high school, which I feel like would shock a lot of people. And what was so crazy about that is, like, mom just kind of, like, threw her hands up and was like, Oh, you know, Abby just makes her own rules. And I was just sitting there like... She couldn't do anything about it. Like, literally... But, okay, I would say, I'm going to a party and I'm going to stay there. You'd be like, "Uh, I'm going to a movie. Let me buy movie tickets and then go to a party. (laughs) That was the difference. Well, because I was... But, and, like, Grace was like... I'm an angel, but I party every weekend. No, I did not. Did you actually party? party. Yeah, I went to parties, but I did not go every weekend. And a lot of times when I would go, like, 
drinking was never a super fun thing to me. Like, I can 110% say I've never been blackout drunk or anything like that. Like, uh, if I would go to parties, like, I would go with my friends and I would, like, take us all back to whoever's house or something. Like, I would go to parties more for the social aspect. But even then, I didn't even start to go to parties until, like, my senior year of high school. See, I and didn't even, go until my senior And even then, like, I didn't, I didn't, like, do bad things. Like, I just, I didn't. I didn't do bad things either. I just drank. Well, yeah, but even then, Why like, I laughing? never, I. Because <laughs> you're, like, openly admitting that you were underage drinking. I mean. <laughs> I don't care. I don't know I, what it is. I just, I, I didn't do a lot of things. And at that point, mom had already been through, like, Lacey, where it was like, she would just, you know, be home at nine and then, you know, do whatever. I don't know. And then Abby was just like, mom would be like, be home by 11. And Abby's like, I'll be home when I'm home. <laughs> I mean, she got to the point, she's like, I would rather, like, ha- like have you be honest and yeah. know where you're at. And then when it got to me... Mom just didn't care, and I just always told her where I was going because, like I said, I, I didn't do anything. Um, back to the six. Oh, God. And back it to Abby. Says <laughs> they typically have self-doubt and suspicion. I am always questioning absolutely everyone. <laughs> Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. <laughs> totally um gave me inspiration so the next segment is i being the oldest is the hardest because okay so abby yours is gonna be being the middle child is the hardest because and grace you're gonna be the youngest so i'll start because i'm the oldest so (laughs) being the oldest is the hardest because you're like the first like experiment so your parents are so incredibly hard on you and like when as the like children the other children get older it's like there's no rules and i know houston will 100% agree with me on this we had this conversation yesterday with his parents too like it's how different yeah and i'm sure like i'll kind of eat my words as a parent but i don't think i will because the rules will be the same for everyone no matter what um i call bs We'll see. We'll have a podcast in 10 yeah, years. Sounds good. 10 years. They better not be going to parties in 10 years. Oh, Lord. Hadley is going to give you a run for your money, and I cannot wait to watch it happen. Okay, your turn. Um, Being the middle is the hardest because I feel like you're just, like, thrown into things. Like, you fend for yourself. Why? The lone wolf. <laughs> Because, like, you, you were, like, the first, so, like, life just looked different for you. And with Grace, um, mom did everything for her all the time. She didn't even know how to do laundry until... Okay, I get... I taught you how to do laundry when mom... Right after mom died. With your laundry thing, with, like... Because your washing machine, I was like, okay. where do I put it's this? Because there was a drawer. It's my turn to talk. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, but, like, I just, I feel like I often was doing things, like, by myself. Like, I'd make our, I'd make us dinner. Like, what? that's because mom what? didn't cook us anything. No, but, like, <laughs> make us dinner? 
I would. Don't you remember? No, there she was, would. I literally would make his dinner almost every night for like, a long Abby time. Like, Addie would pour our drinks. <laughs> pour your drink. Yeah, like, he'd pour us, like, our orange juice or whatever. Like. Yeah, I just felt like, I don't know. I And I don't know if it's more of, like, a per, per, like personality thing. Like, I was kind of always, like, mother, like, I just naturally kind of was a mother hen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, now to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think being the youngest is, is the hard h- at all. No, so. but this is okay. That's what I was gonna say at first. But after hearing the two of you speak about me, um, <laughs> I think being the youngest is hardest because everyone fucking hates you. Uh, you're right. <laughs> like everyone hates you. Everyone's like, oh, you have it so easy. Like blah blah blah, and it sucks because it's like. I didn't choose that. I didn't choose to be the youngest. I didn't, I didn't choose... choose to be in the middle. No, but I'm saying I didn't like. I didn't choose to have mom like do all everything for me. I didn't choose to like be the youngest and get babied and all that stuff. Because now, like I said at the beginning, that's like my biggest pet peeve is like when people try to do stuff for me because it made my sisters hate me and call me a baby and blah blah blah. Like I didn't <laughs> like. something wrong and we would get in trouble for it my favorite thing about like okay so getting ready for school and stuff in the morning (laughs) mom would come in and be like get up you're oversleeping get up wake up it's time for you to wake up and then for grace she'd like wake her up they'd come down they'd have their cuddle time on the couch i literally would like (laughs) get ready three minutes before school started a mom would bring my clothes down for me and then I would just get dressed and walk out the door and like so nice and pleasant about everything um <laughs> that's because I was the youngest and I was still nice to her maybe because I mean I guess I'm only a couple years younger than Abby but like Lacey Lacey's causing her all this issues which by the way we found multiple like cards and things where i'm apologizing yeah like that's some childhood (laughs) trauma we need to work through right there one of them was right before christmas so that explains a lot (laughs) get ready in time for santa's party (laughs) i think i was trying to be like funny or something back then i don't know or like that note we found where i was like i'm not just writing this because i want my phone back (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Clearly, you are. <laughs> oh no! I don't know. I feel like being the oldest has made me definitely like just naturally like a, a leader in certain situations and yeah. just like bossy and all of that. So leadership skills. But I feel like Grace, like you being the youngest, I feel like you have more sympathy with like the youngest children and kids and. Abby, you were, like you said, the mother hen, so that might have translated into being a teacher and stuff where you do that kind of thing all day. Yeah, and Abby, since you were mother hen and I was only a couple years younger than you, you would do stuff for me all the time. Like, you did so many things just for me. And I don't know if that's a middle child thing or if that was just more of, like, a personality. I think it's somewhat personality, but you want to talk about getting... I having everything handed to me, bitch, you were the one handing it to me, so. <laughs> All those family videos, you're like, Grace, do this, Grace, yeah. do this. <laughs> well, and it was kind of like, you two being so close in age was definitely different, because, like, at least for me, because yeah. with Abby and I, 
like being six years apart, but she and I still had like that sister, like not arguing all the time and stuff, but she was always like trying to come in my room when my friends were over and steal my clothes and stuff like that. Whereas Grace and I, there's so many years apart, mom always said that I was more like mothering. Yeah. Like you were like a baby doll. Yeah, and even, like, I remember just being younger, and Abby was just, like, my older sister who, like, because Abby and I would fight all the time, I think, because we were just so close, Mm -hmm. and then We never left each other's side. Yeah, and then Abby would boss me so hard, and then, like, (laughs) Lacey just wouldn't, because Lacey just didn't care, Uh and then, so I always thought Lacey was, like, that, and since you were so much older than me, like, obviously, I'm literally in elementary school one year in middle school, high school, or whatever, and you can do all this fun stuff, so I'm like, oh, she's the cool older sister, like, I literally remember going, like, being in your room, listening to the new Fergie CD, and dancing with you, and you teaching me all these, like, raunchy-ass dance moves at, like, (laughs) (laughs) like, elementary school. Oh, my God. You don't remember that? I do not, I do not remember the raunchy-ass dance moves. You probably taught her how to twerk. Yeah, I remember this so vividly. Like, I was so, I don't even know how old I was. It was the, when Fergie came out with that CD that had Fergalicious on it, and you bought it, and you, you were, like, playing or whatever, and you sang, like, the whole rap thing, and I was like, that is oh my so, God. I was like, that is so cool. What the heck? And then you had shorts on that said angel on the oh butt. Oh, my God. And you were, like, shaking your butt, and I was like, I can do that, too, oh. and, like, shake my butt. Oh, my God. So. This is getting edited out. <laughs> you better not. You can't just edit out the parts. Yes, I can. You gotta get you know full circle. I mean, you can edit this out, so this is why I'm saying it. But when she says the underwear, <laughs> she wasn't wearing angel. underwear. She was wearing oh, shorts. I thought you said shorts. I thought you said underwear that said angel. And all I can think of is when you went to the vet. <laughs> supposed to I think I was supposed to give him like some pain meds and all of that and I take him in everything goes great I pick him up and this lady <laughs> brings out this Ziploc bag no you she said you had something and you're yeah. like no didn't bring anything yeah. this lady, she's like no I'm sure do you want to tell the story 
or do you want me to? If you're going to call it, call it right laughing. So this lady, I go to pick him up and she's like, oh, hang on. We have something of yours. I'm like, what do you, like, he didn't, I didn't bring anything else in. And she's like, no, I think it's yours. <laughs> so she brings out this Ziploc bag and in it are a pair of bright pink underwear that say sexy little things on them. It's a, a line by Victoria's Secret. They're just regular underwear. And she goes, oh, they look expensive, so I thought you'd want them. <laughs> yeah, bitch, okay. that's what I want. And I'm like, what? no, we could have just straight up thrown those away. Like, <laughs> So, yeah, that was super embarrassing. I pretty sure my face was so incredible like the same color as those underwear because <laughs> that was awful that was funny well this has been fun i don't know why uh, that popped up in my head. <laughs> um all right so if you had excuse me um a personal mantra that you live your life by what would it be fuck What do you mean by that? Like your personal, like, I don't know, like, like quote basically that you live by that you kind of go back to. I feel like I have it written down somewhere. Let me look. But I feel like, no, not like written down, but like, I, I feel like I've seen something and I'm like, oh, sis, that's it. Mm. And then I I feel like, I feel like I have many things that, Abby has many mantras. Not like one thing. But, like, there's many things that, like, when I think about, like, when, like, the legacy that I want to live. Or people, which this is kind of, like, I don't even, just a weird thing to think about. But in church, they were talking about, like, if somebody was to go to your grave, what would you want written on? Like, what would you want them to say about you? And I need to think about that. <laughs> trying to think how to word it without it saying duh. Okay, I feel like I know what mine would be. Like, if I had to sum it up into one thing, it would definitely, like, Ellen's, like, whole thing, like, be kind to one another, like, how that's, like, her saying or whatever. I think 110% is just that, and, and just to, and, like, to back it up with, you have absolutely no idea what someone else's life looks like, no matter how well you know that person or you think that you may know that person, like, or whatever, whether it's, you know, someone cuts you off in traffic and you get so angry, you want to cuss them out, whatever, you don't know where that person was going. Yeah, they could just be, like, being an asshole and, like, cut you off in traffic or they could have just gotten the worst phone call of their life and they're trying to get to their loved one or something or... You know, you see someone on Instagram and they look like they have this perfect life or like they have the exact body type you want or whatever. You don't know that that person's been dealing with an eating disorder or something for most of their life. Like you have absolutely no idea what someone else is going through. So if you can just like spread a little bit of kindness, a smile or something or just give people grace, what, even when it's like the hardest to do so, I just feel like that get, would just... It changes your perspective, and I think that it gets you a lot further in life, and it makes you become a lot less negative than just assuming the worst and assuming, oh, this person's just an asshole, or, oh, this person has a perfect life, or whatever. 
feel like that's fine that I always try to remind myself. Yeah. Well, and to piggyback that, because I always think, like, even, like, when going in the grocery store, I'm always like, hey, I hope you, like, I hope you have a great day. Mm -hmm. Because people, you don't, like you said, you don't know what somebody's walking through. You don't know what their life's like. Yeah. And the other thing is, is you want to be the reason why someone, you don't want to be the reason why somebody's like, like, not saying that they would in their life, but you know what I mean? But like if you, you just spread kindness if you to that spread person. Ki- if you spread kindness, that could change their perspective on things, I right. guess you could yeah. say. But I also think, too, which there's like a saying that goes with it, like in the weather, it's all about the way that you choose to ride the storm or whatever, which I don't know how the exact quote goes, but... Just choosing, like, th- unfortunate things are going to happen in life all the time in the way that you choose to respond to it. Um, in a pot, which I'm saying respond to it in a positive way can go really far. So, like, even, like, with the whole thing with mom dying, through the beginning, I was like, yeah, you know, this really, really sucks, but something good is going to come from- out of this. Like, God is going to use this somehow. Yeah. And I really, truly think that's the truth, like... I yeah. truly believe that. No, I agree. Yeah. Does your laptop die? <laughs> um, I think my personal mantra, and this is going to be, like, so lame, but it's, like, the one thing that I absolutely 100% live by is the Wilson Phillips song, oh, I Am <laughs> On. I thought you were going to say, be a boss bitch or something like that. No. <laughs> I literally thought that's what no. you were going to say. Girl boss. That's no. literally no, what sweetie. I thought you were going to say. No, like I just, that song, whenever I'm having like a terrible day, I just listen to that because I feel like the premise of like, hold on for one more day yeah. because it's always going to get better. Like even on like the worst days, like, you know, the... The sun will come out tomorrow. The yeah. The, there's always a silver lining, like, and no matter what I've gone through in my life, and how sad I was, or how bad the situation was, mm-hmm. like, it always, like, I always eventually felt okay or felt better. In I just feel like a lot of people, like a lot of young people, struggle with that today, where it's like, yeah, oh, this is awful, this is bad, it can't get better, you yeah. know, like, and so I just think that's what I would live by is. You just, like, have to keep pushing. Right. I think, too, like, like, how you said, like, the whole thing with, like, mom or whatever, I think that there is, like, something good coming out of it, I think, for, which I've had this conversation with, like, multiple people who have, like, also lost someone that they, like, loved, whether it was a parent or friend or sibling or something, um, is that I feel like when you lose someone so close to you, and especially, like, I think the younger you are, just because... The younger you are, the, like, quicker it adapts to your life or something. But is that when you lose someone like that, you truly do learn, like, life is too short to hold grudges and get angry about things and stuff like that. And I feel like you really do learn how to love people differently because you know Mm -hmm. what it's like to wake up one day and have them, someone you love not be there anymore. And so I think that that's something that, like, we've definitely, like, all three of us have learned is really... It, it like for me personally it truly has changed the way that I love people talk to people interact with people because I like I said I know what it's like to get that phone call and mm-hmm. literally have someone you love just not be there anymore so I think it's made 
me more empathetic. Mm -hmm. So, like, I've kind of realized that grief, it, it comes in a lot of different ways. And you might be grieving, like, you know, different situations. Like, it doesn't exactly have to be losing somebody. But it made me more empathetic to people who are going through a rough time, no matter if it was, like, uh, divorce or, you know, infertility or they did lose someone or, you know, just stuff like that. I just felt like it made me more empathetic to them in that situation because Mm -hmm. it's like a hard time is a hard time no matter what. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that's what I was going to say too is like, I feel with everything going on, it's like, in just situations that have happened in, like, my life with my friends, it's, like, friends, some, like, when mom died, like, some of my friends, they didn't want to talk to me about things that were going on in their life because it seemed so, like, I don't even know the word. Yeah, like, small or just, oh, that's not even a problem compared to what she's going through or whatever. And that's never the case. Like, if you hurt, you hurt, and that's mm-hmm. valid, whether that's you lost your job, you lost someone you love, you... Like you said, infertility, divorce, whatever it is, it's like it's all still valid, and it doesn't mean that like just one person's hurt is more than another. It's just different. We all have to be empathetic and sympathetic of that and everything. Yeah. Well, and I think something that mom like always tried to show people, just by the like different like projects that she would get herself into, like <laughs> with different people. But, like, there is hope, like, and things will get better. Like, you know, and whether that's smiling at someone and telling them to have a great day or sitting there while someone cries to you about what's happening. Yeah. I think knowing, I think that is something, like, a legacy that mom would want us to live on is there is, there is hope. I think, too, like, whether you, you know, believe in God, the universe, um, higher power, whatever it is, like, I remember with, like, mom and everything, I would just, like, pray that she would stop hurting, and I think one thing that you have to remember is in, like, just trusting the universe, your plan, or whatever, is that what that healing looks like to you may not be the healing that, I don't know, like, like how mom died. Like mom's not in pain anymore. She's not sad. She's not hurting. She's not doing whatever. Like that's something that I prayed for, but it was, didn't deliver in the way that I wanted it to or the way right. that I had thought that it would. But still just trusting in that. Like like we said, like the good things to come from it. You know, you learn to love differently. Our bond as sisters and like as a family is a lot closer than what it was before she died and whatever. It's just you have to just trust in that and the lessons that you learn whether it's something that you thought that that's how the situation would look like or it's something completely different and, you know, feels like it's earth-shattering, like, no matter what, it's not. And I feel like it's really cool, like, in situations that I've seen recently to see, you know, being in that storm with someone and then having them come out on the other side and having it just, like, all piece together and all start to make sense. You're like, oh, that's why this happened, that's why this happened, because... You know, you were being built up to do this specific thing, and that's how this situation was going to turn out. Like, I think it's really cool to be able to start to piece those types of things together, too. I think it was very interesting, like, um, in reference to, like, how 
how she died and how much she was hurting and all of that, like, if she knew, I remember thinking this at her funeral, like, if she knew the legacy that she left behind, because there were so many people, especially, like, her coworkers and stuff that, like, loved her so much, Mm -hmm. and it was, like, I mean, and I, I haven't talked about this really as far as, like, how she died and all of that, but, like, our, our mom was definitely in some, you know, emotional, she had mental pain. Yeah, she definitely had her demons, and um, she didn't, like, kill herself or anything for anyone whose mind went there, but <laughs> um, she, it just, I think a big thing and a big takeaway from us on that was, like, if you truly value somebody like, you should definitely tell them because yes. I feel like for, for so many people, we wait until it's too late. It's, or you, you know, think you have funeral. so much more time. Right. That was one thing that I heard a lot of people say at her funeral was, I thought I had time to, you know, mend this relationship or whatever, but it's like, you got to come to the realization that life is short, no matter if you're 45 years old or 75 years old, 25 years old, whatever. It's like, life is short, and if you forgive someone or you want to mend a relationship with someone, like, you... There is no better time than now to do that because you don't know what tomorrow's going to look like. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, like, this just tells mom as a, how she was thinking was, yes, she was having all, she had all these demons and all of that, but she would rather deal with it and essentially self-medicate herself for it rather than put us through just ending her life. You know what right. I'm saying? Which, that's what ended up happening. Her, she ended up dying. But, I don't, like, I don't think, like, I do not think it was intentional. It was, it was 100% not intentional. But, I think she would rather carry on that pain herself than putting us through that pain or anyone yeah. through that pain. Which, that's not the way it ended up working out. But I truly believe that that's why she did what she did for so long. Because she was like, I'd rather just deal with this and cope the pain than put whoever through this. However, through doing that, she did put us through things that she probably... Yeah, right. she probably... She, I don't think she... But in her way of looking at it was... Well, this is better than what it could well and like I said be. just going back to like you don't know what someone's going through yeah you know true. like well because some people had no idea well most some people, people had no idea we most there's some there's some things that like we still think that may or may not have happened to her that we'll never know like we right. even like being close with mom and knowing like obviously she had her own issues but we still had no idea how she felt and what she was going through mentally yeah. you know and I think that that's something that I wish more people would understand and be a little bit less judgmental, like, towards others with, or, like I said, just giving people grace is, like, sometimes the happiest-looking people are the saddest people, and whether you think that they have a perfect life and they're so happy all the time and blah, 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 like, how could they ever be, you know, upset or, you know, feel depressed or something? It's like, you have no idea what they're going through, and so whether that you think someone's the happiest person or the saddest person, like, just give them a little bit of love and grace and kindness, you know? Well, and I think it's kind of hard to talk about, like, all this stuff with mom at times because you don't want that to, like, taint the image of her. Because that's not, like, 
it didn't define her. Who she was. You know what I mean? When she was like a hundred percent, like she was an awesome mom. She was super Yeah, like stripped down, and... you wouldn't, if you would strip mom down and someone asked you like, who was your mom and who would you know her to be? Like, that's not the first thing that I would talk about. Right. Like at all to anyone. She literally would. She would, she would give her left arm guess, for someone. Exactly. She would give somebody the shirt off her, whatever that saying is, the shirt off her <laughs> back. Or how she it, would. How so when we down. were younger, like little kids would ride by our house on their bikes and stuff. And I don't know, like my mom always worked with children. Like she worked in Casa and she worked in the court system and all that. And so I don't know why, but like kids were just drawn to her yeah. and she would just like sit and talk with them. And all of a sudden, like, Oh, they're eating a snack on our porch or one, <laughs> there was one guy, there was a, an older gentleman that was like taking care of his granddaughter and they were like exchanging food at one point. Like yeah, mom would drop, dinner. mom would drop dinner off to them and then he would bring the containers back and then she would just like, yeah, just, like, or like the, um, weird. there was someone and it was like, I don't remember what it was, but I think someone came up. Like, a little kid or something came up and asked if I wanted to buy, like, cookies or a pie or whatever fundraisers they have for school. And the little, there was, like, a little boy or a little girl or someone, I don't know. But I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get it. You know, let me get a check. And so I go, I go inside, I come outside, and this child is literally like, I've been here before. And I was like, what? Like, (laughs) literally, like, what is wrong with you? Like, and the little like, the kid was just like, yeah, I've been here before. My grandma and I were walking home one day, and it was um, raining, and someone came out and let us sit on their porch until the rain stopped, and she brought us popsicles. And I was like, yep. Uh-huh. That <laughs> would have been my mom. That 100%. 100%. She always was like, you want a popsicle? <laughs> if I was somebody else's, and I'd be you like, this poor. random woman is, like, offering popsicles to kids on her porch, I'm Oh my in the world. Right. But, okay, you think about it. Just, like, think if, like, Hadley, like, Hadley being at the age she was, and if mom was around, that is what Hadley would remember, is coming mom? over and giving her popsicles. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, and I think about it this way, like, if we were walking somewhere, and someone was like, hey, you want to sit on my porch until the rain stops, and we told mom, <laughs> like, literally the exact same thing that she mom would have been doing, she would have freaked out. Okay, oh, my gosh. I know. I don't know why this just popped in my head, but can we just take a moment and That's Abby's quote of this podcast. Yes. Take a moment and appreciate the Value City trip <laughs> Mom told the lady. Do you remember that? Okay, we are not. We're not going down that road. We're not talking about that right now. Those eyebrows. But I do remember when I rode, like, used to ride my bike around the block, and my chain fell off my bike, and this old man that lived behind us, like, offered to help. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I had been back there for all of five minutes, and here come Mom stomping around the corner and like throwing a fit. Because she thought I was going to get abducted. Like, yeah. she literally beat into our heads. Like, like somebody... Don't trust anyone. Don't trust anyone. Like, you could get abducted. But like, she did stuff that people would be like... That's what I'm saying. Like, literally. Like, hey, you want to come up to my porch and have some candy? <laughs> like, she did that shit. Yeah, but I think but she... But hers was... Like, in it. I mean, like, hers... She was just being genuine and nice. Right. And I think it was, like, for kids. Like, she felt like... 
I don't know if she knew, like, what their home life was like, so she was, like, trying to be nice. Like, and, their like, safe place. Like, yeah. But, yeah, she was definitely something, that's yeah. for sure. Okay, uh, let's move on. Um, well, I don't really have any other questions. Yeah, any more questions? Well, I feel like we should not end you didn't that, bring, You didn't bring anything else I mean, to the I table? have questions, but, like... They don't really, I mean, fit into this. What's your favorite song? Um, I Love Me by Demi Lovato. <laughs> I think my <laughs> I think mine changes. Right now. I, yeah. That's a boss-ass bitch song. Jeez. Mine changes. Like, I find a song and then I'm obsessed with it and that's the literally the only song. Yeah, and Abby to. also finds songs from like 2012 and deems <laughs> them to be new in Currently, 2020. Yeah, what's the... I heard a song the other day <laughs> that I'm pretty obsessed with, and it's actually called Abby. What? What? It's called Abby. You want to hear it? Play us a snippet. Yeah. Okay, can't play the whole thing is on this... here. It's copyright. Is this going to be like some... No, it's a like... country song. Ooh, I actually like this song, too. Can you just oh tell God. us the name and who it's by? It's called Abby by Travis Denning. Hold on. I'll play a little... Hold on. We can't play it on my podcast. Turn that I shit off, Abby. <laughs> I thought you said Don't I listen to it at home, it. folks. Yeah. Abby so, by Travis Denning. You have to turn it off. Shoot, I'm trying to. <laughs> I really like that song, Feelings Aside, and it's kind of ghetto, but I like it. Okay. Um, <laughs> and favorite TV shows on Netflix? Um, New Girl, 100%. Um, what's like a newer one that I really like? I don't yeah. watch TV. So. New Girl is everything to me. Um, just saying. Love is Blind was okay. Kind of messed up. Did yeah. you watch Love is Blind? No, I started, but I never finished it. I, I just kind of skipped through to the weddings. That was... Grace <laughs> told me she was gonna... I told, I told Abby I was gonna sign her up for Love is Blind. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I could do it until uh, the proposing part. I am not... Saying yes to someone that I've never met in my life. No, like, they said on there that, like, some of the dates literally would last, like, eight hours. Like, they would just spend all day. And you're just talking to this I, person. I know, but I, I would, would probably have to feel like I'd need to take a nap. No, like, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I watched this, like, thing, or read this article that was 10 facts you didn't know about Love is Blind or whatever. And it was, that that's something that it said, like, some of the dates would literally last hours on end. And sometimes they'd take, like, bathroom breaks or go and get food and then, like, come back or something. But... Wow. It's weird. Yeah, I'll have to watch it. Um, yeah. Um, what, what about you? you? have a show on Netflix? I just don't really watch TV. The only thing that I really watch is The Bachelor, Bachelorette, and that's... I could not get into last season, though. With Peter? I have no idea what you're talking no. about. I, I don't, don't watch that shit. I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Smut. I couldn't. That's literally something wrong with <laughs> Um... I have wanted to start watching um, a couple documentaries on National Geographic. The two that I'm watching right now... What a nerd. Um, <laughs> it's because I'm a three and I like knowledge, okay? So, the first one is called Year Million and it is so good. It's very trippy, though, because it's supposed to be, like, what our life is going to be like. Year Million is just, like, an expression, but... Um, with robots and stuff. And then the other one is uh, Origins. And that's really good. Especially during a time like this, when they talk about, like, essential jobs and stuff. 
when you think of like where we started so like the biggest thing that caused our civilization to turn was fire and then like it goes into all these things like it's so crazy to even think about like people used to spend eight hours chewing their food because it was just like raw meat Um, and then they'd be so exhausted from chewing their food that they wouldn't go out and like adventure anywhere because they were tired from chewing their food I just want to let you know that if, you know, this whole heritage thing doesn't work out, um, you should probably work at a fucking museum or something. I don't think I won't. people. Don't Um, think I won't. I would enjoy that. I would like to talk about this for a second because Uh, it's quarantine nation everywhere. I've recently been in Audible, okay? Um, it's like the audiobooks or whatever, and you get, like, a free credit every month. Well, it's not free. You pay, like, $15 a month. But you get a free credit, and you can just continuously, like, swap out your credit and get different books and just keep doing that all month. Like, you literally only need one. Um, and I read um, You mean you listened bo- to? I listened to <laughs> eight books in two weeks. Jesus. Yeah, I would just listen to it all day at work. The author of both of the series is Suzanne Young, and I listened to the program, and that has, like, six books in it. That's really good. Um, so if you need anything to listen to during your time of quarantine, hop on that shit. Um, and I also listen to Girls with Sharp Sticks. And then the second book to that is Girls with Razor Hearts, and you would really like that. Hmm. It, it was mind-blowing. So highly recommend Audible for quarantine. This isn't an ad, but Audible. <laughs> we are not sponsored by Audible. <laughs> hashtag not sponsored, but hashtag should be. So... <laughs> Also, Audible, if you're listening, uh, sponsor me, Grace Minnick. <laughs> Lacey doesn't listen to Audible, so. <laughs> No, I'm a visual person. I have to read. See, I am too, but it's really nice to listen to during work because... That's true. I just don't like books other than... <laughs> okay. Aren't you a teacher? Teaching I know. Teaching our <laughs> youth people. I like... Like, I love Abby loves books, <laughs> but I don't I can like... get down on some Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just... But Tony Robbins? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I read four Seuss books the other day. <laughs> this one even had pictures and flaps. I, I got know. this great new pop-up book last week. It was amazing. <laughs> I just Real thriller. Life-changing. <laughs> I guess I just haven't gotten into a good book that I feel like I need you to You don't have the attention The Very speech. Hungry Caterpillars. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the attention I read some really good ratings on that one. <laughs> I can't even sit through an entire movie, so. Yeah, Abby would fall asleep. We know. She's the worst. Oh, my gosh. Talk about somebody who asks questions during the movie. There's nothing more that bothers me, though, is that we'll be at the movie theater or something, and Abby will just be on her phone the entire time. Like, not even watching the movie. Like, not even trying. Come on, girl. You need a hobby. Okay. What's the other thing that you talked about? Your favorite, or what you're drinking? Oh. I know your fucking podcast better than you. El Agua. So, I am drinking right now the Toasted Graham Keurig cup from Starbucks and water. I thought you were talking about that new um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch creamer. No. I've heard it's really good, though. Yeah, Dad got it. He didn't give me a consensus on it, but 
Brian had it and said it was really good. Oh. I'm drinking my second latte of the day, and I think that I will maybe have a heart attack later from the amount of caffeine that I've ingested because I haven't drank any water today. I'm working on my third bottle of water today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My quote for the day. Are you sure you're not drinking any tea recently? (laughs) No. Okay, quick story before we sign off. (laughs) So we took a sister's trip to Indy. And because we wanted to go to like Lush and a couple other places and the Cheesecake Factory. And I was, was I pregnant at the time? Uh, oh, yeah, I think I was were. pregnant. Yeah. You were pregnant for Hazel. Yeah. yeah. I about that. So, like real pregnant. Yeah. Like super pregnant. Was Hadley with us? Where was no. Hadley? We were at we the did. Pink concert. Oh, yeah. that's what we went we for. Went I was going to gonna the, say, we didn't just drive to Indy. We went to the Pink concert, stayed the night. And then the next day we went to this, to the mall down in Indy. So we go into this place called David's Tea. And literally, it's like Abby's eyes glaze over, and she was like, give me all the tea, every tea, and nothing but the tea. <laughs> like, okay, but she spent $100. No, wait oh, a no, second. Oh, no, I'm not done. She dropped $100 on it was tea. A, it was 115 And then, by the time we left the parking lot, she was like, do you guys think I can return this? And it's like the buyer's remorse just set in, and she was like, what well, did Abby, I do? She was, they were hooking her on everything. Abby was like... Like a consumer's like dream, like truly, because they were like, "Oh, you can get this tea, but do you want this canister to hold your tea in?" And then blah blah blah. Do you want this special spoon? That was literally that was literally a freaking teaspoon. It was five dollars. No, it's definitely more. And so Abby spent an ungodly amount of money on tea in general, but then probably also spent like fifty dollars just in. The canister, the goddamn spoon, the cup. (laughs) That could, like, she could only get there, and if she didn't buy these essentials, then her whole tea experience would be ruined. (laughs) It would not taste like... But the thing is, is it was, I was blown away, because I don't like tea, I don't like coffee, I don't like any of that stuff, and I actually liked it, and it had caffeine, so it was better than drinking pop, and... With my ADD mind. This is Abby trying to justify her $100. Yeah. With my ADD mind, they said that matcha or whatever it's called is good for concentration, and it did help, but I wouldn't have spent $115 on tea. If that I was the know. funniest thing. That was my mouth checkout, really she dropped. was like, oh, it's how much? Like, <laughs> and at that point, she's like, I couldn't just put it all back. I'm I like, couldn't uh, have. I would have. He already pre-scooped my tea into the canister. That was so funny. And she literally <laughs> looked up the return policy. Like <laughs> That was hilarious. I still have some of that tea. <laughs> it's probably oh. not good anymore. Or what, does tea not go bad? Does I don't it think make, it like, goes... Well, you have those special canisters, so it probably shouldn't. <laughs> or does it, the flavor get more intensified when the longer it's you keep not it? like... It's, oh not my like, God. it's not like wine. Yeah, it's <laughs> does it ferment? Like it's powder. No, no, no it's, it's not. Crystal. It was, it was not powder. It was like the matcha herb. I gave you. Is okay, the matcha was, but the tea was like herb. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? Herbs? Like <laughs> what is in herbs? What's in tea? Uh, herbs. Loose leaf tea, Abby. <laughs> and herbs. 
Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. It just didn't look like oh. leaves. Well, and we thank you note. for participating in this shit. How show. long is this? An hour? An hour and eight minutes. I hope you leave all this soon. <laughs> um, so my quote, I found this quote the other day and I thought it was really, really good. But it's, we are stronger in the places we have been broken by MS, MS, Jesus, <laughs> Ernest Hemingway. So that's what I will leave you with for today. And yeah, have fun on quarantine-cation and yeah. <laughs> Shout out to everyone else's you birthdays know. who got Corona canceled. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, you know what we should do a podcast on sometime. Well, can you not is, sign off first? Before well, you um, can edit this out. <laughs> um, you're really is, trying to make this a big old bitch for her. <laughs> it's like car karaoke or something. So like you have to like that keep on singing the song. Okay. So, like, if you played Hold On, y'all just should have seen my face it, just now. I would have what to the say, heck? like, continue singing the song. Like this, like the singing bee. Yeah, that's not <laughs> carpool karaoke. <laughs> carpool karaoke is like you are like car jamming. Like you are singing the song, belting it out in the car. Singing bee is like. The song stops and you have to sing. Okay, the well then. The and let's just be honest, Abby. You would be terrible at that. You don't know that. Uh, um, unless the song was one of the four that you actually know, then yeah, you would be really bad no, at that. Let's be real. If it's one of the ones I've been obsessed with, I'm sure I know all the words. Oh my god! Like Anna last night, I was doing. Um, oh my god. Listen, I'm pl- I'm okay, okay. We're pu- we're cutting you Science, off, yeah. sister. So, um, thank you guys again for listening to this. I hope it was somewhat entertaining for you. I'd just like to apologize as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and yeah, have a great week and, uh, next episode will be out soon. Wash your hands. Thanks. (laughs) Bye.